what we're going to be talking about tonight. God said it, and I believe it. God said it, I believe it. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Hallelujah. God said he was going to save us, and guess what? He saved us. God said he was going to save us. God said it in Genesis chapter 3. He said, I'm going to send forth my seed. Somebody's phone. You of all people. Who's calling you? <laughs> Not you. Is your wife ordering stuff again? And that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> I love you. Who has saved us? God said he was going to save us. Hallelujah. Even though Adam and Eve sinned, he said he was going to save us. But do you believe that? If you're saved, say amen. amen. Before you even were thought of, before we even came into this world, God said he was going to save you. Save you. Hallelujah. And he did it. Not only did he save us, but he called us. He knows you by name. He knows you by name. That's right. He knows everything about you. Why? He created you in his image and likeness. In other words, he knows you down to the, the very first piece of dust that he created man in. He knows you. That's how important you are. He knows every count of dust it took to make man. Do you know that? When he formed man in Genesis chapter 2, when he formed man in, out of the dust, he knows exactly how many particles of dust it took to make man. Think about that. He knows the names of every star. Every star that you see tonight, when you walk outside, when you look up, there's a name to that star. He knows them all. Why? Because he created them. Every, do you realize God is so powerful and all-knowing? He knows every particle. When you go to the beach, who's ever been to the beach? And you look at all that sand. He knows exactly how many, how many pieces of sand there is. Because he made it. He made it. That's how powerful God is. So when you look at this, when you read this, who saved us. In other words, God said in the beginning, I'm going to save mankind. I'm going to save mankind. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that God is a God of his word? Matter of fact, Isaiah says that his thoughts are not our thoughts. In other words, his, way, in other words, his words will not return void. In other words, what God said he's going to do it, he has to do it. Why? Because he takes this word above his name. That's how powerful when God says something, he's going to do it. God says he's going to save you and he saved you. And he called you with a holy calling. Not according to your works, but according to his purpose and grace. It was always in the purpose and grace of God that you, for you to be saved. For you to walk in divine life. And have it more abundantly. Spiritually, physically, financially. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Nothing that God did was by accident. Nothing that God has done up to this point on the 4th of August, 2021, is by accident. Everything that God said has happened. Everything that Jesus has said is happening right now. Why are we going through these things? Because it was prophesied. To scare you? To hurt you? To burden you? No! To tell you to look up. Jesus is coming back. 
The sole purpose of all that is going on in the world is, yes, we know because of sin. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus, God said in the beginning, I'm going to save you. Right there, you should be shouting right there, right there, that no matter what is going on in the world, God said, I'm going to save you. 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 So no, it doesn't matter how bad it gets. God says, I'm going to save you. And he proved that by giving you Jesus. He proved that by giving you Jesus. And Jesus proved it by going to the cross. And he defeated the devil once and for all. And Jesus said, hey, things are going to happen. These things are going to happen for the sole purpose not to burden you. Not to Yes, you will be persecuted. You will go through things. But the sole purpose is just for you to look up. Because these things have to happen before I come. Because I'm coming back. And he said these things are happening. So don't be afraid and alarmed by what you see and what you hear what man is doing. Because man is a creature of habit. When you are bound by the devil, guess what? All you're going to do is steal, kill, and destroy. You don't know nothing else. What are we seeing right now? Thievery, murdering, destruction. That's what we're seeing. Why? Because Jesus said these things would happen, not to alarm you, but you as a church, the born-again believer, should rejoice. Why? Because in everything, give thanks. 1 Thessalonians 5, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. What is it the will of God? Not for people to perish and go to hell, no, but for you and I, the church, to recognize that when God says something, he expects us to believe it. That he's coming back. But are you ready for the coming of the Lord? Are you true? Ask yourself, am I spiritually ready for the coming of the Lord? Am I truly spiritually ready for the coming of the Lord? Because God said he's coming. Jesus says I'm coming back. Why would he create a mansion for you if he wasn't going to come back for you? I just want to create a mansion. Just leave, leave heaven empty. Why? That makes no sense. Jesus said in John 14, I'm going to create a mansion for you. I'm coming back. Why would he create a mansion for you if you ain't going to live in it? That makes no sense. God doesn't do anything without a purpose, plan, and expectation. He won't do it. He won't do it if it has to have a purpose, plan, and there's a reason why he's building a mansion for you. Because there's a purpose, plan, and expectation behind it. So for that means, when I read that, when I study that, I'm like, he's coming back for me. I got residence in heaven. You got residence in heaven. Hallelujah. Why? Because God said it. He said it. Do you believe it? Are you ready for the coming of the Lord? Are you truly ready for the coming of the Lord? Throughout your day, were you thinking about leaving this earth? Were you thinking about, I'm ready to let go of this earth? I'm ready to come off this earth. If it's my last day on earth, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to spend eternity in heaven. Are you ready to go? Because he says he's coming. John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world. Do you realize God so loved the world? God loves this world. He hasn't changed. When he said, I love this world, he still loves this world. He, he didn't create this world. He didn't create you to, to die and go to hell. That was never in the purpose, plan, and expectation of God. Re reason why does man go into hell is because they disobeyed. They refused Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish. Why do we perish? Because of rejection of Jesus. 
but have everlasting life, should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is the purpose, plan, and expectation of God. For God sent not, sent not his son into the world to condemn this, the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Not condemned, but saved. Jesus was not, is not here to condemn you. He's here to save you. Do you believe that, church? Do you believe that? But there's a lot of people out there believe that God's going to strike you down. You disobey God, God's going to kill you. God, God's not in the business of killing. Man kills himself. God ain't going to kill you. Why? He loves you. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't, see Je- he wouldn't have sent Jesus. Do you realize he would have already... Did this right? If God did not love this world, this world would have already been vaporized. Do you know that? This world would have already been vaporized. He could have started all over. You know what? He wouldn't have to do that. It was just it would have happened. We would have been nothing. See, Marvel does this. And all of a sudden, half of the earth. No, when God does it, it's all over. It's all over. It's all over. It's amazing, but it's, it's amazing how through the midst of the world, God still shows himself. I watched that movie. I'm just bringing it up. I watched that movie. It's probably the most, in the beginning of the movie, it shows you when the people disappeared and one of the characters was in the movie and he was playing with his family. He was playing with his family. He was shooting an arrow with his daughter and the other boys were playing with, with the mother and they were you know, getting ready to have lunch out on their farm. And all of a sudden, they disappeared. And when I saw that, I'm sitting in the movie, I'm watching, I'm like, that's the rapture. I said that, I'm like, that's the coming of the Lord. It's like, they were vapor, like, they were gone. And the father's walking around, it's like, where are they? Where are they? And he is going, and he goes mad. He becomes another person because he's, everything is taken from him. I mean, everything is gone in a split second. He was having fun with his daughter and he turned and walked away. And when he turned, they were all gone. And I sat there and I'm like, that's the right. I mean, I just sat there and I'm like, that is so real. I wanted to get up and say, hey, this is real, people. In the midst of the movie, I wanted to jump up and say, this is going to happen. Yeah, they would probably lock me up. Because it's going to happen. Why? Because God said it's going to happen. But do you believe it? See, God sent Jesus not to condemn us, not to condemn you. No matter how, you may have been here and say, you know what, Pastor Dad? I'm so glad I'm in church because I messed up royally today. Guess what? Jesus ain't going to judge you. He's going to love you. He's not here to condemn you. He's not here to you to stand out here and say, he asked me to bring the microphone. Okay, what did you do wrong? And let everybody know, confession. Put your hand on the word. Do you promise to say the truth? Nothing but the truth will help you, God. No, we're not going to do that. Because Jesus wasn't sent here to condemn you. He's here to love you. But do you believe this? Do we truly believe when God says something? Do we believe it? Do we truly believe when God says, hey, I've come to save. I sent Jesus to save, heal, restore, and transform by the power of the Holy Spirit. Do we truly believe it? When you read John 3, 16 and 17, you can see love, not condemnation. You can see the love of a father. You can see the love of the Savior. You don't see condemnation. What is God's purpose in grace? To save, to heal, to restore and transform by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
not to give in to people, places, and things. When you see it, he's here to save you, heal you, restore you, transform you by the power of the Lord. Not to give give in to people, places. In other words, what's going on in the world. In other words, what is the purpose and grace of God for for whatever we do throughout our day, not to give in to the people, places, and things of what's going on in the world. Jesus is, I want you, if you can write this all down. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. You ready? Jesus is our Redeemer, our Savior, our best friend, our true love, our faithful, our perfection. Jesus is alive. He's our calling. Jesus is undeniable. Jesus is soon coming. Jesus is amazing. He's beautiful. He's merciful. He's the holder of our hand. You can all get this at the Bible app right there at AL. You know, there's a Bible app that all my notes going on, or you can watch this come tonight. Facebook. Savior, best friend, true love, faithful, perfection, alive. See, Bishop never did this, so why am I doing this? Oh, he didn't love you? Oh, wow! Now I get it! Whoa! He was Mr. Mean. (laughs) Where Where do you want me to get? He's amazing. Everybody got that? Coming, soon coming. Beautiful, merciful. Oh, so you want me to do all the work while y'all just cut? Oh, now instead of studying. Oh, okay. Oh, Lord. Where am I? Holder of your hand, our hand. Everything. Jesus is everything. Jesus is glorious. Jesus is holy. Jesus is our deliverer. Jesus is the word. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is peace. Jesus is, for, is our forgiveness. Jesus is our miraculous. Jesus is with us. Jesus is our healer. Jesus is our strong tower. Jesus is our forever steadfast. Forever steadfast. Jesus is the blessing. Jesus is real. Jesus is the reason. Jesus is the promise fulfilled. Jesus is our salvation. Jesus is our shepherd. Jesus has risen. And Jesus is God. You got all that? Risen. And God. That's who Jesus is. I, I, I mean, there's more than that. I mean, I, I, could, I could just keep on going. But I want you to see something. God said he was, for God so loved the world. We see in John chapter 316, for God so loved the Lord, he gave his only begotten son. In other words, who is Jesus? I just gave you the definitions of Jesus. Who Jesus is. God says, for God so loved the world, I give you Jesus. Not to condemn you, but to save you. See, God said this is what he was going to do. Since the beginning of man's sin, God said, I am sending forth a redeemer. 
I am sending forth a a a savior, a healer. I am sending this, sending first, sending forth the promise fulfilled. Your best friend, true love, faithful, perfection, alive, calling, undeniable, soon coming, amazing. Jesus is amazing. When you think about what he has done for you, where you've been and where you are right now, it's amazing that God so loved you, he gave you Jesus. He's your blessing. In other words, you are blessed every day just to have Jesus. So, by me saying all that, with what's going on today, Whose report are we going to believe? With what's going on today, because we're living in perilous times. We're living in crazy times. We don't know if we're going to be locked up again. We don't know if we're going to have to do this, do this, do that. We don't know what we have to do. Every day is a different day. Numbers are going, we're spiking again. Hospitals are being flooded again. What are we going to do? No, my question is to the church, Whose report are you going to believe? Because God said, I have sent forth Jesus to save you, to call you out. In the midst of all that's going out, Jesus was sent to us by God. Whose report are we going to believe? Isaiah chapter 59, verse 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against it. When the enemy comes in like a flood, and trust me, we all have felt the effects of this flood. Come on. Yes, we have. All of us have been affected by this flood, spiritually, physically, and financially. And if you listen to what's going on right now, the devil has just got started. If you listen to what's going on, the devil has just got started but whose report are you going to believe whose report is the church going to believe because we know the report that the church believed in the beginning we all know what happened and I am a true believer when the church did what they did they allowed the devil to do what he did because God looks to the church as his direction. God looks to you, the church, his, his people to lead the way. And when his people shut their doors, they, they basically gave the finger to God. And God said, I can't touch you because you've shut your doors. You've shut your doors I have not shut my doors 
Matter of fact, I opened the windows of heaven and I poured out a blessing. I poured out my Savior, Jesus. I poured out a Savior to you and his name was Jesus and you have shut the door to my window. When you shut one, another will open. I want you to listen to what I'm saying. When God says he's going to do something, God said he's going to do it. It's up to you to believe. Now, anytime that God says he's going to do something, you better believe the devil's going to show up. The devil's going to show up. Why? Because he does not want you to receive what God has promised. When you go back in Matthew, you go back in Luke, when the Jesus was coming forth into the earth, the devil showed up. As God brought forth the star, it was a sign. And there was a king named Herod who saw the star and he called the astrologers, he called his people and he says, what is that star? And they begin to go back and it was prophesied through the ages of old and it said, a king is coming. Now, any time that God promises it, it's going to happen and all of a sudden, how many years of silence from Malachi to Matthew, there was a silence of God and all of a sudden a star appeared. A star appeared. A promise of God appeared in the heavens. And when something is prophetically spoken, it may take a season. It may take many seasons. But that prophetic word will come forth. Oh, my child, God may have spoken over to your life through a prophetic word. And you have asked God, for how long? How long? How long? It was over 400 years before that star came forth. And you know why? It's because Israel, oh, Israel, not God, not God, not God, Israel shut the door and God went silent because Israel shut the door. How long? Abundant Living Ministries will God go silent because we have shut the door. You better listen to me. You better listen to what I'm saying. Why has families died? When they should have not died is because the church has shut the door. And when you shut the door, you allow the devil to do whatever he wants. But prophetically, God said, I said, I'm sending a savior. And then the star appeared. And they began to reveal they began to go back. They had to go back to the old and say, hey, this is what, because they all forgot about it. They didn't know what it was. And they realized, oh, that means a king's coming. And of course, Herod said, oh, I want to worship him. I want to worship the king. No, no, he wanted to kill him. Then three magi show up and they explain everything to him and said, let me know where he's at. But the problem is, is that it was the devil. Do you realize something? And I brought this to um, Pastor Diane, I think Pastor Francis Satan 
has no revelation at all. He does not understand the revelation of God. Angels, I'm going to to say this. Why? Because he was an angel. Angels don't have the revelation of God. All an angel can do is give you the message that was given to him from God to give to you. Angels do not have revelation. They're only messengers. Satan does not have revelation of God because if Satan knew the revelation of God, see, when, when, let me go bring it back to this. Let me go. In Genesis chapter 3, God gave forth a revelation to the serpent. In Genesis chapter 3, the heel that will crush your head and you will bruise its heel. He was talking about Jesus. But Satan had no revelation of what God was saying, but God did. The seed of the woman will crush your head and you will bruise its heel. Satan had no revelation of that. When when he was dealing with Jesus in the the wilderness, he had no revelation of who he was. He saw him, but he had no revelation of who Jesus Christ was because he would have never allowed him to go to the cross. Even on the cross, the devil had no revelation of why a man who knew no sin became sin. He had no revelation. He would have never let him go to the cross. So when God says something, you can take it to the bank. You can believe it. And I know what's going on in the world. I know the wickedness is going to work. But I got to lay the foundation not to scare you, not to disturb you. But I got to show you. It's, all it is is history repeating itself. And you, the church, can't get caught up in it. We cannot get caught up in it. I don't care how, how bad it feels. I don't care what it takes from you. You cannot, oh, you want to talk about taking? I know what was taken from me, but I cannot, I refuse to let it beat me. You cannot let it beat you. You cannot let it overcome you. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So with what's going on, whose report are we going to believe? Yes, he may come in like a flood. Today, tomorrow, the next day, God forbid. But the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Who is that standard? Jesus. Yes, we know the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus comes to give us life more abundantly. And, and tonight I want you to go to and read Isaiah chapter 53. I know you probably read it God, so many times, but I want you to understand. I want you to see the explanation of how God explains the purpose plan, his purpose plan and expectation through Jesus. Isaiah 53 breaks it down. He breaks it down. How, who Jesus, what he was going to go through. I mean, to the T. This was prophetically spoken. Everything. But they still did not believe it. Israel still refused to believe in Jesus. They crucified him. And the prophet said, this is what he's going to go. He's going to go through hell. He's going to be beaten. He's going to be, by his stripes, were healed. I mean, down to the stripes. I mean, they, by his stripes. In other words, before he went to the cross, they, they beat him. Isaiah said it. A lamb to the slaughter. 
One who knew no sin became sin. It's all there. And when you read it, I want you to read it out loud because I want you to hear yourself read it because it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to cause you to lift up your head. It's going to cause you to cry. It's going to cause you to rejoice because God said it. And I want you to believe who Jesus is. Tonight, ALM, are we willing to embrace Jesus? He is our vaccine to everything the devil attacks you with. He is our vaccine. Are we willing to believe what God said and did through Jesus Christ? To believe God's report, which is Jesus, you need to denounce all influences of the devil, the means of the people he uses and the devices they use. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Come out from among what's going on in the world. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. To believe God's report, you got to come out from among it. To believe, God because, to believe God's report, which is Jesus Christ, you cannot be conformed to this world. You can't have both sides. You can't have both sides. Either you're going to be on God's side or you're going to be on the world's side. And I know we're living in times, we're living in days where they want to separate us. They are, hey, we're already a cult. I'm already called a cult. I'm next to Jim Jones, baby. And guess what? We're getting ready to take some juice, baby. Guess what? Call me what you want. Jim Jones. They've already said it. I heard it. I'm Jim Jones. I'm going to kill you. Right here. I'm a cult. We're a cult. No, I'm not. I'm not conformed to this world. I'm separate from you. And when all the dust settles, there's only going to one be standing. Because the dust hasn't settled yet. The dust hasn't settled yet. Because when the devil has been given his reign and the devil kicks it up and he kicks it up and he kicks it up. Oh, he can kick it up and throw attention because that's what he's doing because he knows his time is short. And he's going to throw this tantrum and he's going to try to do everybody, try to get everybody to watch him. But when the dust is settled, the church will be standing. It's the church that believes God's report. Jesus. It's the church that comes out from among this world. Separates themselves. Oh, yes. They're trying to draw lines. They're trying to separate. They're trying to do all that they can. And it's nothing but affecting. It's an attack on the church, affecting the church. But as like I said it before. We ain't shutting our doors. I'm never shutting my doors. I don't care what governor sits in the state of Florida. We are not shutting our doors. I'm telling you that right now. You may want to stay home, but we ain't shutting our doors. I don't care what they say. I believe in the report of the Lord. 
I believe that Jesus saves. But Pastor Thad, your daddy's dead. Yes, he is. He's dead. Jesus died. Jesus died. But in three days, he rose again. Oh, matter of fact, if you go back and read the word of God, saints died. But when Jesus comes back, those that have been dead are going to resurrect. Oh, oh, he may be dead for a season, but he, his body will resurrect. And it won't be the old beat up old body that, that you know, the old flimsy old 70, 77 year old body. No, it's going to be a new body. See, all, all of us are appointed to die. Everyone in this room right here is going to die. I'm going to tell you that right now. If you don't know that, oh, not me, Pastor Dad. I'm not going to die. Well, you need, guess what? God says you are going to die. You're going to die. Look at your name and say, are you ready? Are you ready to go? Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. If, you, if you're ready to go, make sure your house is in order so everybody has the beneficiaries know who's going to get the money. And if you don't have that, you need to be here this weekend. Make sure your house is in order because God is a God of order. So if you're going to go, to, if today's going to be your last day, make sure your house is in order. Because I didn't say it. I'm not Jim Jones. I'm Thad Thomas. This word right here that I hold in my hand soon to be ripped up, torn, thrown away, and burned like they did in the Nazi days. Oh, it will happen. Because they will, they will try to justify this Bible as extreme literature even though it's the number one book in the world sold most translated book in the world it's still the top seller it will be deemed its literacy as detriment to the country and it will cause you know it will cause you to rebel against the country so it's going to happen but meanwhile you need to read this word. You need to study and pray it. Why? Because it's going to tell you some things that's going to happen, whether you like it or not. You can be, you, listen to me. You can denounce it all day long. But God said Jesus was going to come in Genesis chapter 3. And thousands of years later, Jesus showed up. Let's backtrack. The prophet Isaiah, 500 years before, no, 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 800 years before, if I'm not mistaken, if my I'm trying to, said what was going to happen, a savior. Talked about a savior and talked about what he was going to go through. Then all of a sudden, 800 years later, when Jesus was 33 years of age, it happened because God said it to be. And do you realize, oh, I'm going oh, to give you another revelation. You th we all think the Jews killed Jesus. Uh-uh, it was God. Go read. You'll read it in Isaiah 53. It pleased God to bruise his beloved son. He bruised Jesus. Not the devil. Remember, the devil has zero revelation. This was all God's doing. All promised in Genesis chapter when God says it, it's up to you and I to believe it. Not this, all that I'm saying is not to scare you, it's to give you an attitude of rejoice. That no matter what we see going on in the world, no matter how bad it gets, 
1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. My father died, but I lift up my hands. And I said, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. Do I miss him? Yes. Do I miss him? Yes. Do I miss her? Yes. But in everything, in everything, give thanks. For the list is the will of God. Why? Because I will not allow the devil to win. Oh, my tears are no longer tears of sorrow, but they're tears of joy. Because they're no longer suffering. For they are rejoicing with the King of kings and Lord of lords. Oh, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's take our Jim Jones juice. Oh, I'm going to make fun of it. Because the difference between me and Jim Jones, I ain't Jesus. I'm not Jesus. That's the difference between me and Jim Jones. Jim Jones thought he was Jesus. And he conned many people. I don't know how many, 900 people? I don't forget how many people. To believe in that he was the Messiah. He was that. And it was all through manipulation. I'm not here to manipulate you. Listen to me. You're going to go out and do what you're going to do. But guess what? No matter what you do, I'm going to love you. You're going to go out there and do what you're going to do. No matter what I preach, no matter what I say, why? Because no matter what God said through every prophet, Israel still did what they did. But God so loved the world that he gave them the Jesus so no matter what you may do, whether you choose to believe what I'm saying tonight or whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to welcome you to Abundant Living Ministries. I'm still going to allow you to be a part of this church. I'm not going to condemn you. I'm not going to. Why? Because I can't do that. I'm not a judge. That's God's business. As the scripture says, work out your own salvation. But don't get offended if I call out the truth. Because you know I'm a battle axe. And that's my job. I'm a weapon of warfare. And everything I do is out of love. Because I want you blessed to the Lord and highly favored. And I want you to understand, yes, what we're seeing is ugly. But God says, God says, I got a, salve, I got a savior. God says, I got a remedy. God says, I got a vaccine and his name is Jesus. Whose report are you going to believe? 